Welcome to the Living Inspired, Fearless, and Encouraged podcast. My name is Robin Terry. I am your host. This podcast is for the perfectly imperfect. There's no judgment here. Only real talk about real issues as we run this race to win together. Stay tuned for another life-changing episode. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Robin Terry, and today I want to talk to single mothers, in particular, young single mothers. Um, For those of you who don't know, I had, and I tell this story all the time, but I got pregnant when I was 15 and I had my daughter when I was 16 years old. And I went through the highs and lows of being a single mom while uh, graduating high school, going to college, going on to get my doctorate degree and all of those things. And um, I've had people ask me many, many times, how did you do it? Um, tell me how you were able to be successful. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about parenting um, as a single mom. And I hear stories all the time. I'm not kidding. I hear stories all the time about how single mothers are struggling on their own. They don't have the support of the father Um, while they are trying to take care of their baby. Um, These mothers are um, sometimes in school, uh, high school even, college. Uh, They're working multiple jobs. They're struggling and doing everything they can do to make ends meet on their own. And I tip my hat off to those mothers because I've been there before and I know exactly how you feel with everything being on you. It's it's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And a lot of times you don't feel appreciated. And a lot of times you want to give up. But I want to encourage you mothers to keep going. I mean, because on the other side of this, your life is going to be so much greater. I don't want you to give up on your hopes and dreams or your goals. I want you to push through whatever you're going through to um, make sure you have a better life for yourself and your and your children. Um, but the the my focus in this video today is to um, talk to those single mothers who actually have the support of the father of their children. And some of those um, uh, single mothers, um, I don't like to call you a single mom. I like to say you're co-parenting because you actually have some sort of support from the father of the child. Um, And my hope is that it's more than financial. My hope is that he's He's going to basketball games and football games and he's helping with homework and he's spending one on one time uh, with the child. That is my hope. Um, That is the that is the epitome of co-parenting. Both parents are sharing the load and it's not all on the mom or it's not all on the father to make sure that all of the child's needs are met. That is the um, epitome of parenthood and working together. And it is 
just fabulous. And I'm in a great co-parenting situation right now with my ex-husband. We get along great and we both share the load in parenting our children. He is a wonderful father and I wouldn't dare try to keep him away from our kids and he wouldn't dare try to keep the kids away from me because we've come to realize that it's, uh, it's not about us. It's about our kids, which brings me to the point uh, of the single mothers who have um, children or a child uh, with the father and the father wants to be a part of his child's life. But you, single mother, are making it very difficult for him to do that. And that is really a pet peeve of, pet peeve of mine. It really pisses me off that um, when mothers use their children as pawns because they're angry with the father of their child and they're trying to hurt the father, but what they're really doing is hurting the child. And I mean, and I know this happens uh, because even in my younger day, you know, it crossed my mind to be that kind of vindictive person. But, you know, after, you know, I talked to my mom and I was praying about it and I just I just couldn't be that person because I felt like if my daughter's father ever wanted to see her, regardless of how I felt about him, he had a right to see her, um, even though he wasn't providing the support that I wanted him to provide. I didn't want to deprive her of uh, the opportunity to know who her father is. I didn't want to deprive her of the opportunity to have a relationship with her father because then if, if something happened, I didn't want her to grow up and resent me. It is my belief that when fathers aren't providing support or if, if they aren't doing what they're supposed to do for the child, the child will eventually grow up one day and see that for themselves. They will be able to form their own opinion about their mother or their father. And so, so single mom, when you are being vindictive and your uh, child, I mean, some this happens a lot with babies, with, with, with children who can't speak and who have no idea what, what's going on, but it also happens with preteens and teenagers and these children see their mother being um, vindictive and and hateful toward their father. And while you think it is hurting the father, it is hurting the child. And in the in the and in the middle of all of this, your child is forming an opinion about you. And so this can have a negative effect on your kid, the kid that you swear that you love so much and the kid that you want to protect. But if you're keeping your son or daughter, if you're deliberately keeping your son or daughter away from a father who wants to love, provide for, care for, and cherish him or her, then um, your, your child knows this. Your child can see it. And eventually your your child will resent you for this and that's not something that i want for for any mother or for any father and so uh single so 
mom, I'm going to say this. So if if you are not in a relationship with the father of your child, irregardless of how you feel about him, if he cheated on you, if it was a one night stand, if you love him, but he doesn't love you, if you read more into the situation than what it really was, it may have been more for you than it was for him. I know women, we're very emotional. Sometimes men are not. And uh, you get together and you make this baby and you know, mom, in your mind, you feel like he should want to be with me and his child because I had his child. I used to think the same thing, but I can't make anybody want to be with me. If I have to make a man want to be with me, then I don't need that man. If you have to make a man want to be with you, then he is not the man for you. But that doesn't give you the right to try to take the baby away from him. I need you to like really open your eyes and think about this. What is it doing for you to be vindictive and hateful towards the father of your child to try to keep him away? I mean, like, like really, what is it doing for you? What is it doing for your your, your, like, what are you thinking? Is it making you feel better? I mean, surely, it, surely not. I mean, if it is making you feel better, then you really need to do a heart check because there's something wrong with, there's really something wrong with the heart of the matter in you. Um, because I mean, that's not right, especially if he's actually trying. Now I'm talking about the fathers who are actually trying. They're sending money. They're buying clothes. They're trying to see their baby. They're trying to be cordial with you. But because you're so angry and uh, full of resentment, you make it hard for him. And that's just not right. And I want to ask you something. I want you to really think about this. How do you expect God, if you're, if you're a believer or if you're not, how do you expect life or the universe or whatever? How do you expect life to be good and great for you if you're trying to make it hard for somebody else? There's no good in that. If you want good to come to you, then you have to let good come from you. I mean, that's just the way it works. It's, it's, it's called uh, karma. I hear karma all the time. If you want good to come to you, good has to come from you. And when you're trying to draw a wedge between the relationship, the father of your child with the child, that that is not bringing good to you. You're putting uh, hateful acts out there. So that's what's going to come to you. And what I need you to do, sis, is to... Focus on your own healing. Whatever's happened, whatever's happened between you and your your father and your child's father, you need to find some sort of healing, and you need to find forgiveness. The way you want um, people to forgive you, if you've done something wrong, then you need to be able to offer that same kind of forgiveness. Um, because that's only when you forgive, that's when true healing is able to take place. If you're walking around with unforgiveness and resentment and hatred, and you're holding on to these ungodly feelings about a person, um, you can't expect good things in life to come to you. You have to be able to let those things 
go. You have to be able to just lay it down. I mean, that that is a heavy burden to bear. I say it all the time, walking around with unforgiveness and hatred and resentment, that is heavy. I mean, it takes away your peace. It takes away your joy. It takes away your ability to think and see clearly. I mean, because you're harboring so much frustration and so much hurt inside that you can't see the beautiful life you can have if you let it go. So I really want you to think about that. I really want you to meditate on it. And then and then while you are thinking about what's happened between you and the father of your of your child to make you behave this way, think about it. Think about maybe he did something wrong, maybe you did something wrong, but at some point you guys have to come together and think about the well-being of the baby, the well-being of your adolescent, your teenager, and even sometimes adult children, unfortunately, get drawn into the drama of their parents. And um, parents, we just really have to do better because our kids are looking, they're watching. And when parents are walking around feeling hurt, then sometimes that hurt and that um, that hatefulness, I mean, it trickles on down to the kids and then the kids are walking around angry and they don't even know why. They're angry because mama's angry or because daddy's angry. And it's just, it just becomes this big dysfunctional mess. It really does. It's a big dysfunctional mess. And it's, it's not, it is, it is not um, what God intended when he designed families. Families are around for love and support. Um, families are around to offer a lending hand, a shoulder to cry on. Families are there are to be there for you, um, especially parents and children, uh, to be there for each other because there's enough hate out there in the world. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, it's enough hate out there in the world. Don't be hateful towards each other. It's enough hate out there in the world. Don't be hateful toward the mother of your child or the father of your child. Don't be hateful towards your own kids. You know, love on them, kiss them. I don't care how much he looked like his daddy or how much she looked like her mama. I mean, I heard this lady on the phone one day uh, talking about um, her son and how he looked so much like this is what she said. He looks so much like his damn daddy. I can't stand him. I can't stand his daddy. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I wonder what that baby's going through at home. What did the father do so bad to the mom that she hates to even look at the child because he looks so much like his daddy? You know what they said to me? That healing has to take place. In the mom, how can she be a great mom if she's hurting so bad that she don't even like her child because he looked like his daddy? So I really need, I really need you ladies to think about, think about what you say. Think about your feelings. If you're harboring any um, resentment, any pain, you know, please, I'm like, I'm begging you, please don't take it out on your children for one thing. They didn't ask to come here. 
They didn't ask to come here, but they're here. You know, God is the giver of life and they're here and they're here for a reason and they are a gift to you. And they're certainly not there to to be um, uh, beat on and talked down to. They're not that's not what your kids are for. They're not for you to take your frustration out on. And um, I mean, I don't know who needs to hear that, but that's not what they're for. Children have feelings, too. They do. And when they cry, when they your words hurt them, your actions hurt them, just like the actions and words of other people hurt you. Children have feelings, too. And a lot of times as adults, we forget that children are people with feelings and they need to be able to express themselves freely to their parents, but in a respectful way, of course. And, and they need help processing their own thoughts, their own feelings. And how are you going to help them process their thoughts and feelings if you can't even process your own? So if you have to go to a therapist, if you have to um, go get in the prayer line every Sunday, if you have to cry out, don't even get in the prayer line. You can cry out to God for yourself. You don't need anybody praying for you. You can pray for yourself. It's always good to have the, the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous. Amen. But if, if you don't have anybody to pray for you, pray for yourself. God is listening. He sees and he knows. He hears. And he does not want you to bear uh, any burden alone. But he also wants you to walk in love and godliness. And you being mean and vindictive because you're hurting is not the way to go. So my request today, my sisters, is for you to um, look, look inside yourself, inside your heart. Think about what it is that, think about what's wrong, what's missing, what's hurting. When you, what, are you, what are the thoughts that cross your mind? So when you're thinking your thoughts, how do those thoughts make you feel? Process those feelings. Process it. If you have to cry, then cry. But don't cry so much that you fall into depression. If you have to cry, you cry, you wipe your tears, you pray, you get up, you meditate, you do whatever you have to do to pick yourself up to keep going. If you have to laugh, laugh, laugh it out. If you feel like you're frustrated, then um Find some um, some kind of way to work out your frustration. Um, working out is a good a good way uh, to get rid of some frustration. Meditation, reading a good book that'll take you away from the thoughts of your life, and you can get lost in some kind of good fiction. I mean, there are a lot of ways, but I really want you to focus on your growth spiritually and mentally emotionally focus on your growth so that you can be just a better person overall. Please don't try to keep these fathers who want to be a part of their child's life. Don't try to keep these fathers away. These fathers need to be in the lives of their children because they are needed. Our children have two parents for a reason, two parents for a reason, because one parent can most certainly try to do it all, but one parent 
cannot fulfill every need of a child. Sometimes two parents can't even do it because every child has different needs, but at least the two parents can get together and figure out how to get the child, you know, what, what they need. So please don't try to keep fathers away from their kids, especially when they're trying. I mean, and fathers, if you are trying, it is okay to get an attorney. Keep your receipts. If you cash app her money, keep those cash apps. If you have to go get a lawyer um, to, in order for you to have, in order for you to be able to exercise your right as a parent, because you want to be a parent, then get an attorney. There are a lot of good attorneys out there um, who are willing to help fathers um, exercise their rights, because a lot of times the right is taken away from you and you're doing your very best. I mean, you're doing your very best. So don't give up. But moms, moms, if I know it's, it's hard, especially when you see him possibly in love with someone else or he's marrying someone else or he's engaged or he's you know, gone on with his life without you, but he still wants to be around, please let him do that because it's not about you. It's, it really is about your child. And what I want you to do for you, instead of focusing so much on him and what he's doing, focus on you. What do you want to achieve in life? Think about it. What are your hopes? What are your dreams? You need to be so busy getting what you want for yourself that you don't have time to uh, think about him and what he's doing. If you don't have a man, fine, who cares? You know, put your time into your education, your business, your, um, if you want to write a book, do that. If you want to, anything you want to do besides, I mean, if you're happy with your regular day-to-day -day job, then fine. But maybe you want to work on some kind of professional development Put your time, thoughts, and ideas into ways to make your life better. Or better yet, put your time, thoughts, and ideas into ways to make the life of someone else better. Maybe you'll come out better thinking about how you can help or be a blessing to other people. So, um, but with all of that being said, all in all, if you want to live a happy life, a blessed life, a life that um, that God has really, the life that God wants us to live, a life in abundance. Please just make sure your heart is right. You have to, like, if you want good to come to you, I keep saying it, you have to put good out there. You can't expect good to come to you if you're wishing evil on other people, if you're doing evil things to other people, if you're being vindictive to other people. This and this is not even just about um, your baby daddy right now. This is just in general. Be good to people. Be good to your children. Be good to yourself. And if you're struggling with... Um, Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiving other people, or even forgiving yourself. Sometimes forgiving yourself is the hardest thing to do because you feel like you should have known better. You feel like you should have made a different decision. But you can't live your life based on shoulda, woulda, coulda. 
because all of those are negative. The All of those words bring about negative thoughts. If only I had done this, I should have done that. I could have done this. I would have done that. All of those words bring about negative thoughts. And we want to erase any form of negativity, right? Negative words, negative thoughts, positive vibes only. That is what we want in our world. Positive vibes only. And so find a way, find a way, whether it's through reading self-help books or whatever it is, um, find a way to breathe, think, eat, and sleep positivity. And then positive things will follow you. Um, And that's really all I wanted to talk about because I mean, it just, it it bugs me that um, the family is just such, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be an undivided unit, but there's so much division in families and it's heartbreaking to see children suffer because of the actions of their parents. And it's hard to see mothers suffer because the father's not helping, but at the same time, it's hard to see fathers suffer because the mother is being vindictive and hateful. So, I mean, to solve this problem, I mean, (laughs) we just need to walk in love and we need to treat other people the way we want to be treated. I mean, that's the golden rule. I mean, if you put yourself in the other person's shoes, how would you feel if somebody did to you what you're doing to them, to another person? How would you feel? And if you know that you wouldn't like it, then you don't need to do it. If you know that you wouldn't like somebody saying some evil, mean, and hateful things about you, then don't say that about other people. If you know you would hate that someone is trying to keep you away from your child, then don't do that to someone else. I mean, it's the golden rule. The world would be such a better place if we lived by the golden rule. It would be. Um, but that's all I have for you today. Um, can't let this this uh, broadcast in without saying, uh, please go out and purchase my book, Resilient, My Story, God's Glory. It's available um, on Amazon, Nook, Apple, all those places. Uh, also, um, Please support the Robin Terry Foundation. You can visit our website at www.therobinterryfoundation.org. If you'd like to make a donation or if you'd like to learn more about our nonprofit organization, whose goal is to um, mentor, advocate for, and support teenage mothers. Also, every book that is purchased will benefit teenage mothers through scholarship and service. So I thank you for tuning in. And I hope that whatever you heard today has um, encouraged you, inspired you, or motivated you in some kind of way to, um, to help you live the best life, to help you be the best person you can be. Don't forget to love God love other people, and love yourself. You all be blessed.
Thank you for tuning in to Life With Me on today. It is my prayer that you heard something that encouraged you, motivated you, or inspired you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Until we meet again, God bless.